This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Last time on This American Monster. The team knows exactly where the crystal that the Law Corporation has used to corrupt this leyline node is being kept, and they know that Mr. Bishop is there guarding it. What will it mean for Mr. Welker to confront the man who took his life? And can Sundry trust the man who killed his wife? There's like a raised platform area um, that in the past I think used to work for um, people feeding whatever these animals were or kind of like maybe doing some kind of show or like exhibition. And you're fairly positive he's up, like you're like, that's where I would be. That's where he is. Got it. Okay. Is that the same spot where I feel like the light's emanating the strongest or is that a different spot? Hmm. I think that's a different spot. I think that's actually a lower area in this um, that, like I said, this had been kind of some larger animal pen or like uh, habitat. Okay. Cool. All right. Meanwhile, Sundry, uh, what's your game plan for getting to this thing? Uh, does he have to cross the uh, gator infested waters to get there or no? You created that, um, so we can say that you do, and if there's complications, maybe that comes up as part of it. Uh-huh. Um, but I wasn't planning on being like, now to, to roll to fight the gators. What I was thinking about doing, and this is kind of crazy, is um, being like... Um, there's a there's a, a basic move called use magic, <laughs> which none of us have used. <laughs> but basically, like the alligators come to attack him, and he sort of like stares them down slash communicates with them, and tries to get them on his side for attacking <laughs> these guys, like speaking in tongues to them, maybe, or just like like being like the the alpha in the room. If that's too crazy, we can just, you know, he'll just make his way over to the to the fight zone and start throwing some harpoons down. So I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah, you haven't used magic ever before. The idea basically is like... <laughs> it's super attenuated. But uh, the idea basically would be like, okay, uh, he hasn't used magic, but he is definitely more magical than what he used to be. Okay. Be a crooked cop, and now he's like the chosen one, and um, part of his um, part of the magic that brought him into being was like being drowned to death and then coming back to life through the water, and so like he's been at home on the water ever since. And so the idea that these alligators are coming, he'd just be like, "No, I'm the boss of this place," but um, he's not Aquaman. He can't like talk to animals. Hmm. I mean, I think if it's too silly, we should just move on. Yeah, I could try to figure it out. Um, so basically, there's a use magic uh, thing. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. 
It just says, when you use magic, say what you're trying to achieve and how you do the spell, then roll weird. And the effect is communicate with something that you don't share language with. And I don't think this has to be like, hey, I'm speaking alligator now. Yeah, but you're, that you're communing with them in some way or another. It's more like he looks at it and it's sort of like food and like indicates where they need to go. I'm down, but we're going to have to figure out some... We'll have to figure out some glitches that would make it like thematically appropriate. Well, the glitches only come into play if there's a, a failed roll, I think, or a, or seven through nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is a basic move, so I don't know if it's like something that anyone can do at any time. It's that's yeah, that's one of the things that's weird about how this is written. It's kind of written that people can access this, but it may require some stuff that we don't have since Sundry has this like connection to all this stuff. And we said that there's this like connection to this demonic energy that's coming here. And it's something that he can feel the reverberations of. It's not crazy. So if you want, if you want to go for it, I'm down, but we're going to have to figure out how it I think it's doesn't seem too crazy. Like if you look at the, um, any person's character sheet, Right across from weird, it says use magic. Yeah, and I'm so down. I think the presumption is anyone can do this. So I'd like to try. I think it will fail spectacularly, and I think that that will be great. But uh, I think it's worth trying. Go for it. That's kind of a cool bookend, also, to where we started in this adventure of like nobody can be too magical because magic is something that nobody really is at all familiar with. And now it's like, oh, maybe I can magic talk to these like hazards. So I rolled a three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never uh, mind. So, Magic is stupid. It doesn't exist. So that's a four, a four total. Uh, but I think if I can, I will spend my penultimate luck point mm-hmm. <laughs> and bring this to a 12. Okay. So on a 10 plus, the magic works without issue and choose your effect. So yeah, what is that effect again? I want to sick these alligators on, uh, on the bad guys. Sure. So you can kind of like... And, and what I want to do is I want to kind of like sneak over with them and like kind of be like, um, I forget whether it's Arnold in Predator coming out of the water or Arnold in Commando coming out of the water. But like, you know, the, the water line is like up to his nose and then he's like slinking out, like slitting throats and stuff. It's like that, except if Arnold had an army of alligators with him. Gotcha. Do you have a special for using luck? Oh, Yeah. Uh, when you spend a point of luck, the keeper will bring your fate into play. And my fate is sought out by your nemesis. No, wait. It's just blank. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Excellent. We should have made one, though. (laughs) Okay, well, I've, I've got something for you that I've been... I think as we've described it, and I, I think you're not going to like this, but yeah, it's a bullet to the heart. you're dead. Yeah. So as we've described this stuff, um, but here are the options for fate. You can just pick one of them. Nightmares and visions. Uh, this is how you found out that you were the chosen one. Oh, an ancient cult found you. I mean, that's that's obviously the, the, the most obvious one. Anyway, uh, go on. I, I'm not too worried about like the mechanics of bringing my fate into play. You, you go for it. Yeah, so I think Sundry maybe like slips under the water and maybe one of these things grabs him and starts to wrestle him 
a bit and it does the usual thing that an alligator does where it like grabs you and pulls you under the water and he's under there for a minute and he um he can feel kind of that at first that panic and he feels that kind of demonic energy that's there and he realizes that at least through this because of maybe some of the serenity or some of the wisdom that he gained with working with Mother Thala. Um, he can kind of like look through the panic of this and use it to like reach out to these other creatures in this water and uh, communicate with these animals to like go and attack these other people in this area other than you. Maybe while you're drowning, the thing you come to realize is that um, in order to in order to actually end this, it's going to take it's going to take a sacrifice, and you know it won't just be the sacrifice of yourself. Well, can we connect it to like these crystals and the nodes and that sort of thing, and and say like, okay, like while he's drowning, he remembers his last drowning, and he remembers something shifting away from him, away from having a hold on him. But maybe like now having a hold on these nodes or a hold on this place of power that that like Sundry is somehow responsible for um, what's going on now. Sure. Well, I think like I said, Sundry feels that connection to um, the. I mean, some some of this some of this we could we could put together pretty obviously, but maybe we would see on screen these flashbacks as Sundry is drowning as this gator wrestles him around. Um, he feels that there's this uh, this connection to that demonic energy that had taken his soul before. And perhaps he can, as he's freaking out about drowning and he's terrified of this, uh, this power that he's in the presence of yet again, he maybe remembers back to the piece of his experience with Mother Thala. And he realizes that this thing is something that he and the rest of this crew have helped to bring about for sure. There's no doubt about that in the slightest. Um, like, you you guys got this crystal for the Lore Corporation. You guys gave this thing, gave these various items and this information to the Lore Corporation. Um, and now Mr. Heck seems to be using this stuff in some way or another, or the Lore Corporation seems to be using this stuff. Uh, to bring something like him about. And um, I think Sundry realizes that to really end this, there's going to need to be like a huge sacrifice. And like I, like I said, I think it would need to be a sacrifice of more than just himself. So it's not just a thing of like, I'd be willing to die in this process. And like, like it needs to be bigger than that. Okay. That makes sense. So, sure. But yeah, you see this, like, all of these, almost flashback style, all these different scenes of, like, how, you know, some of these things were put into the hands of the Lore Corporation by you guys. Which, again, I don't think is new information. But maybe seeing it on screen all at once, the audience would go, oh, yeah, they gave them those things. Cool. Um, well, then, in that, in that regard, we see now a whole bunch of eventually these alligators kind of let go and then do we see I think it is predator style um, Sundry emerge out of this water yeah maybe like he's just like pulling guys into the water and throwing them behind them like not actually like doing anything 
and then they're like, huh, I'm just in the water. Oh, okay. And they think it's, they think that there isn't an issue. And then it's just like a, a gator mauls them. Yeah, exactly. Sure. All right. And after all that, you also get a question since you spent that luck point to kick that to 12. Hmm. And we already asked where's Welker, right? We asked where's Bishop. You can ask where's oh, Welker. Sorry, where, oh, where's Bishop? Yeah. Uh, do I hear any commotion or, or like, is that something I already know or, or I don't not? think it's something you, I don't think it's something you already know, but I think it's something that you could find pretty easily. I almost think narratively it'd be a waste of a question for you to be like, I also need to know where he is. Uh, so yeah, where, where's Welker? We'll just try to link up again. Oh, okay. Uh, I think you, you'll be able to find him too. Oh, that's, that's what I was asking. I must've said the wrong word. Um, I think either where's Bishop or where's Welker, since they're likely to make their presence known in an area, asking that either of those questions would be like, eh, we're probably going to find them pretty quickly. So is there a way of interrupting this node thing? That's a good question. Um, so, hmm. I think that as you get, you can maybe get closer to this thing and closer to this thing and, um, you can feel more and more of this power and this power seems to be distorted. It seems to be, it seems to be wrong. The other places of power that you were in as uncomfortable as you felt, this feels different. Um, it almost feels like it's vibrating in a way that's off. Um, and you know, you look up, you're, you're bathed in this weird red light. You look up at the moon and the moon is this full moon when it should not be, it is not that time of the month. And, um, whoa, and, oh, the red light, am I right? So then the, uh, is there a way to stop this node? I think that you realize this thing has been activated and you don't think that the way you can stop it is, um, I don't think you can stop it here i think that there's something else connected to it and you'll have to stop it there i th think we maybe even see you find this thing this crystal uh -huh. and as you're like approaching it you're like pushing yourself to go towards it and it almost just like knocks you back that's cool where you you can't even get close to this thing can i harpoon it oof so Hmm. I I'm going to say that it won't have much of an eff it won't have a, a an effect but you could do that and there could be a cool thing that happens and it like look cool like maybe you whip this harpoon at it and it hits the thing it strikes it and like a piece of it flies off and then just goes shrink and flies right back onto it and further pushes out and it pushes you back and flings the harpoon like deep into a like deep into a stump and so you're like, or, oh, or, or the harpoon just goes flying for a while and then lands at another team member, and that's where the transition is. That's pretty cool, actually. Like, it can be both of those things. Yeah. All right. So I know it's been a while for all the other characters, um, but I think we got to do this Welker and Bishop scene, at least start this scene off. So let me start this scene first, and then we'll hop to Ash and Darkblade and see what they're up to. So, Welker, you see that Bishop is, 
you're like, I know he would be up there. And I think you maybe even see some guys like come off of that area and you're like, oh, that's what he had used as like some kind of command post to watch this thing. Mm -hmm. Like that gives like a view to it. And maybe as you're heading in this direction, you can see where this light is coming from. This would give like a good vantage point to protect that and be probably a good command post. Awesome. Yeah, he's just going to keep like ramboing his way up right up there. Awesome. Okay, so go ahead and make another... Essentially another tough roll for me. It's going to be a lot of these, unfortunately. Makes up for not too many toughs before. Nine. Nine. All right. So in that case... um, Hmm... Oh, you've made yourself known at this point. You're no longer trying to sneak around. Absolutely not. Okay. So I've got an I've got an additional thing for when one of you guys fights Bishop as like a custom like change up to one of the regular moves. Mm-hmm. And um I'd like to try to engage that, but at the moment you're not since you're just like attack trying to like rush up there and fight everybody. Um, I think you're mostly fighting like soldiers of his, like soldiers under his command rather than him individually. Right. Haven't gotten to the final boss yet. Right. So here is the, uh, the kick some ass change up move that I have for when you're dealing with Bishop. So if you roll a 10 plus, you can choose one extra effect, all of the extra effects that you have there or Bishop doesn't escalate this to a point you had not expected. And you're not offering me this choice right now, or you are? So that is a choice. You'd have to spend a luck point at the moment to get it. So if I spend a luck point, I can choose one of those two things you just said. If on a 12 plus, you can choose two of the things. Because normally on a 10 plus... And if I don't spend a luck point... Both of the, I will, also, I will not get all those things, obviously, and potentially something unexpected will happen. Yes. Yes, and this will escalate in a manner you did not expect. I will absolutely not use a luck point. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So I think you are rushing up, and there's kind of like um, some stairs, or maybe even like it starts out as kind of a dirt platform, and then it gets to some stairs, and you're able to pull aside um, this gate that normally keeps whatever animal out of here and um i I think of course this is like the uh the large ape enclosure of course obviously and so yeah and so there's this gate and you're as you're pulling it you see uh these lore corporation security contractors are like firing at you and you're kind of getting shot and um you're able to rip through this thing and as they're trying to get away you're able to grab these guys and how much damage do you normally do? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I just want to see if you're just automatically just taking these guys out of this fight. I think you... I have automatic extra damage because the last thing I took was like claws. Mm-hmm. However you want to imagine that working. Um, I don't have the magical damage, but that's plus one. How is damage done? Through like strength? Tough? Uh, it's it's. I think you just naturally deal one and then... Plus one is two, and then if you have an additional thing, plus three. Uh, I think, I, I guess it's two for just using my fists. Okay, so, um, 
I think since we're doing it this way, these guys aren't uh, like immediately uh, just torn asunder. They're able to kind of like like scramble around and fight with you. And um, I think that they're not able to do any damage to you. As like they're shooting at you, that damage is kind of like absorbed. We see these holes get blown and like 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 shot through Welker, and then we just see the wounds on him still. Um, but I think the way that uh, I think the way that Bishop would escalate this is. I mean, an easy one would be knowing your weakness and utilizing that. That would make sense. Yeah, so that's fire. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe the maybe the way that you didn't expect this to escalate is um, maybe he just whips down this, like, incendiary grenade that goes off right next to you and these guys, which you would not have expected him to just also... He just kills these dudes. As, as they shrivel up and the, the fire engulfs me, I scream out, I did not expect this! Yeah, this is an unexpected ex- escalation! Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so when I, whenever I encounter fire, I take plus one to any harm I would suffer, and if I'm bound or surrounded by it, I must act under pressure to use powers. Oof. So yeah, so what does your grenade launcher usually do? <laughs> um, I, believe, <laughs> I believe it was four. Let me check real quick. Mamma mia! Um, grenade launcher... Yes. That's four. Okay, so rather than this being eight, let's say it's six. Well, it's not double, it's plus one. Oh, it's plus one. Okay, sorry, I thought it was doubled. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so then, yeah, so this five damage hits you. I didn't want to be like, yeah, you're immediately exploded. Yeah, you Um, didn't expect that. So Um, yeah, this flame bursts on these guys you were like fighting with they're on fire and i think this area itself is kind of like engulfed in flame as well all right and i think that's where we gotta uh pull away as you've like eliminated these like two of these security officials or security contractors that were working with bishop and um meanwhile he set this area around you on fire okay i'll figure out how much damage i actually take you can go ahead uh just looking at my perks and stuff. Okay. All right. So, uh, meanwhile, Ash and Darkblade, you guys, I think, are getting closer and closer to this, and you hear you hear this like like almost like 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 noise, and um, start to hear like a, and you guys look up, and it's tough to see it in this, and it just comes as a blur, and I think the two of you have to back up, and Ash, you maybe fall down as this thing lands right between you and Darkblade, and uh, it's Sundry's harpoon, and it just buries itself in the dirt, like, right next to the two of you, and you're like, yeah, they're definitely there, and Sundry specifically is at whatever just made that sound at, like, the heart of where this light is coming from. So I think we grab that and then continue our journey, right? Sure. So I'm going to throw into you guys the same rules I've been giving them um, of like, okay, you want to get into this place. Are you trying to sneak in there? Or are you just trying to fight your way in? Uh, well, let's try to be sneaky because we've got a very sick. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing so well. Yeah. Okay. So then one of you could roll your... Uh, to act under pressure to kind of get in there without being noticed. Uh, excuse me. And the other can easily help. 
if need be. Ash, would you like to roll for that? Or do you have um, penalties? Uh, no, I'll give it a shot. That's a cool roll, right? Yes. Oh, damn it. So that's uh, five then. Five. Oh. All right. Well, you could spend a luck point to kick that up to a 12. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and spend that to uh, push that roll up to a 12, though. Okay. Leaving me with two luck points left. You guys are going to get to where Sundry is, like right in front of this crystal. And um, although knocked back uh, 15 or 20 yards from it. Um, and uh, you also get to ask a question. I think we had been using the read a bad situation questions. But you can kind of ask something else as well, and I could work it into those. The most obvious one is if if we're looking at the crystal now, like what's the best way out, right? The best way out of here? Yeah, since maybe we have the crystal. You can feel that its energy has been activated. This is another node that's been activated, and you can learn that same stuff that Sundry had, basically. Um, the two of you can figure that out pretty quickly. Maybe Sundry even clues you into it as you see him kind of like shaking his head after slamming into a tree in this uh, big ape habitat. And um, one of the things that you can learn is uh, this normally would make a... Uh, you, you realize... You realize this location is important, and this location is naturally here. Somebody placed this crystal here and corrupted this location, but now it's sealed to this spot until the last node is either um, essentially activated, in which case this bad stuff goes down, or destroyed. So there's one additional node that you guys will have to activate it. Until then, you're like, you're looking at this thing and feeling the energy, and you're like, we're not moving this. So the only hope now is to find this last node. Yeah, that sounds about right. And Darkblade, if you want to add that together with your knowledge about um, that canister that was connected to Matlock, you can probably connect that in there too. That's probably where we'll find the canister. Um, something's powering that canister that where Matlock sacrificed himself. It's his life energy that's creating these things along with that demonic energy. Something so this could be another corrupting. Yeah, like the urn could be another corrupting agent. Hmm. Yeah. As you guys are kind of pitching these ideas to one another, yeah, you hear like an explosion and you hear gunshots and explosion and screaming. And then you notice that this somewhat raised area of this large ape enclosure habitat area is on fire. And so there's this fire going on. Summon the gators. My staff of gator. Um, I guess we'll run over there. Oh, did one of you guys give me my harpoon back? No, yeah, sure. I, yeah. You have dramatically to toss it over. Yeah. Like, I think you lost this, buddy. I'm about to become a fisher of men. <laughs> Meanwhile, Welker, yeah, this grenade has gone off, and yeah, now you are surrounded by these flames, 
and I th see, I think standing over this stuff is Bishop. You're barely worth my payday. But you know what? You've been such a pain in the ass. I'll do you the favor of doing this one for free. And I think he, um, like, he has like a, uh, like an assault rifle, and he kind of like co cocks it to to let you know that he's uh, ready, ready to round in the chamber. I walk your old shot back. Why don't you come down here? and We'll talk about it. I mean, you know, like trying be trying to like find a way up at the same time. That's the difference between you idiots and me. And yeah, he's just going to shoot you. Bring it on, baby. All right. So, um, so what was your role to use your powers? Cool. So basically, it's whenever I'm surrounded by my vulnerability, which I was, roll to be able to use powers. And I rolled like a 10 plus on that. Okay. Cool. I don't know so if yeah. I can do it every time, like if I'm going to do anything. But you I imagine if you get yourself out of that location, then you won't have to deal with that anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what next? Um, well, I think that... Are you using that experience to buy that power of flight? Oh, I was just joking. I feel like that'd be so absurd. It would be uh, absurd to use it as flight, but we could say that you can just leap up to the top of this thing. Uh, have it I be like Hulk first movie flight. I don't know if we were actually given experience at the end of the last session, but my sheet says I'm at two out of five anyway. So okay. I'm not, I'm not, not going to be buying anything right now. Okay. I have a variety of things. I have preternatural speed, so I have a plus one, any sort of chase, flee, run type thing. Um, and I've got claws. Okay, so yeah, maybe we could say that you can scramble up this thing way faster than Bishop expects you to be able to, and so okay. you could be engaged with him in a melee combat where he had thought that wasn't a possibility. Sounds good to me. Cool, so go ahead and roll that as a kick some ass roll. <clears throat> Eight. Eight, okay. So yeah, so um, how much damage are you doing? Uh, I think with fists, and I probably should have thought about this before I declared I was going in with my fists, I think I only do two damage. So okay. I've got claws and then whatever's the base for a fist, because I lost the magic aspect of my attack at some point previously. Yeah, so it looks like I don't actually do a ton of damage. Um, I mean, I could, like, take his gun from him. Well, not not an eight. Not an eight. But, okay. But yeah, you know what? He's He's, he's committed to the to the feral combat. Let's, let's do it. Sure. So yeah, so I think that you um, run up there and I'm going to tell you what Bishop is doing. Uh, Bishop is similarly, and again, he's un he's escalating this in a way that you didn't expect. I've got a few options, but What's do you have any ideas? I expected everything that could harm me. So okay. what does he do? <laughs> everything that can make you forgive him. Oof. Ouch. That's the rest of my HP and emotional damage. <laughs> there you go. Um, suggestions? Is that what you're going for? Yeah. Um, so, like an easy one would be that you that he's got this like rifle kind of trained at you and like you didn't realize that there's like a grenade tube on the bottom of it and so that like explodes but that's just another grenade. I mean, he could have even thought further ahead and like have like trip wires around him or something to do with the crystal. Like maybe he can like harness it in some fashion. I don't know how like mystical you're looking to make Bishop. Um, I'd, I'd imagine for the most part not. But right. yeah, the traps could be an option of like like as you're trying to get up here, some of that area was trapped. 
Yeah, I feel like his, if he's had any time to prepare, it seems like something Bishop can do pretty easily. Okay, yeah, I think that... Uh, what if it looked like this? You rush up there and he's kind of like firing at you, but you're moving fast enough where he's like... Like maybe not able to get a clear shot at Welker, who's um, able to kind of soak a lot of this damage essentially. Mm -hmm. But one thing that is like once you kind of like punch him in the stomach, he is able to like with his kind of combat expertise move you onto one of these traps. Mm -hmm. And um, do you think that trap is just like it's a claymore mine or something like that? Something brutal like that. Yeah, sure. Something really bombastic. Okay, so I'd imagine that does the same. Hmm. I'd imagine that does almost the same like level of damage as a grenade, right? Okay. All right, so I'll roll then for that. I took one automatically, and then I have to roll to see. Yeah, all right, so I take one damage from that. Damn, okay, so that rips through you, and you look like hell as this... Uh... This thing is like a nuts explosion that shoots all this like like ball bearings at you essentially. Um, nice. And it's going to be very forceful, so that's another thing that I think it's going to knock you back. And does it maybe knock you off of this platform? Maybe no. Like I don't have to like re get back up there, but it's like it's created distance again. We're like now he's like able to like, train his rifle on me, but like we're still in the same room, so like we could like you know converse or like we're still like locked in combat. Mm -hmm. space sure i want to hop back to the other folks as as you're like you're kind of like getting up slowly and we again see welker who's real torn to shit and bishop who's kind of like uh like moving backwards oh yeah like he's like reloading while i'm like dusting myself off getting ready for round two he's like mm -hmm. getting his clip ready yeah and he's saying something like uh like I didn't go halfway. I didn't go halfway around the world and learn half the shit I did to let myself be bested by some pissant corporate yes man who got himself turned into a guinea pig. Yeah, he says something like that. Where he's just like, this dude is just like, again, super nasty. That's his whole thing. Yeah, real butthead. Yeah, he says that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, but then we got to hop down to Ash and Darkblade. You hear like, you see this fire, and then you start to hear like shooting going on uh up on top of this platform and you even hear them like pretty soon afterwards yet another explosion up there and um maybe some of these ball bearings even like fly into that tree that sundry had been sitting near yeah sundry just charge over there sure okay um ash darkblade any thoughts uh, Darkblade will uh, be like, Ash, you good to go on, or do you need to, you need to sit this one out, buddy? I think he just gives you a look, uh, and the look says, oh, I'm pretty fucked up, and also just changed my character to all melee stuff, so, oh boy. And the look also says, did I leave the oven on when I left home? Mm -hmm. Damn it. <laughs> you and me both. No idea what the oven's doing right now. Uh -huh. Man, do you want to... I mean, you want to hold the front and uh, 
Hey, you know, I'll run up there and help them out. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, he says, um, why don't you guard the front door and make sure no one intervenes? It's like, all right, that sounds. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, man. Well, you know, I'll, I'll see. I'll see you soon. Just make sure no more of these crypto zoological phenomenon interrupt us. You know, that's how we met brother it was i i love that site on, on the forums yeah all right dark blade so, will run off to all right assist so sundry others. sundry heads in that barreling into that way dark blade finishes talking with ash for a second and then heads that way too and ash and i think that this is when those um those stones that you get kind of vibe have that you'd spoken with Merzad, through which you'd spoken with Merzad. Nailed it. Um, yeah. They vibrate. Hmm. And you yeah. look down at them, and you can kind of, like, hear his voice um, talking to you, and he's in, like, he seems like he's in, like, a lot of uh, distress. And he's just saying to you, like, he says, he says, all these nodes, like, these ley lines have been activated, and there's... There's something's happened. Something's corrupted these ley lines. I've been trying to figure it out, um, to figure out what it is. And all I can tell is that uh, the small amount of connection I still had to the Lore Corporation, they're they're working to activate. They're working to activate these. They've just they've gone all in on this. Yeah, I was just looking at one. Second ago, Jessica Lore is like Jessica Lore is personally over, like overseeing this, and um, with like her, like with a lot of with a lot of the top security staff and scientists, they're here. They're in Palmetto City, and they're working working to get this done. Working to fix it, or working to get it done. What do you mean? They're working to activate this. The corruption, you mean? So, corrupted or not, they're going to activate this unless you stop them. Like, we have to do this. Again, I've blown every ounce of influence I have to try to get you just this. They're determined to do this. This is coming directly from her. The person who writes their paychecks, the person who runs this company, she's getting them to do this. She's convinced... She doesn't want to study it. She wants this done. And she wants, and you hear some commotion, and you hear, huh? And then you just hear, uh, it's just silent. I don't know. Can you hear other stuff or you just hear the person talking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a radio. It's a magical stone that connects you to another person. I feel whatever the director of this TV show thinks is more interesting. Go so um, you just, you hear, you hear what? Like really scared sounding and surprised. And then it's silent, and we see as the audience, um, just like several of these like security staff, just come in there, and they're like, 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 yeah, we finally found him. And you hear Jessica, Jessica Lore over, um, over their radio. He will no longer be needed. And um, yeah, then you just you yeah, like you hear a gunshot, and you see like a shell casing fall on the floor. Yeah. So. 
Was he telling me that they're corrupting them or they're opening them no, if they're corrupted or not? They're opening them if they're corrupted or not. But he doesn't know if they were the ones corrupting them. Nope. Gotcha. So still plausible deniability, I suppose, but... Thank God. Yeah. For the, for the lawsuit, um, humanity v... Well, yeah, I just wanted, opening, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to know if, if like, oh, Lord Corporation, obviously the bad people here. We don't know. It could be the doppelgangers is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, he said that they they don't. She, he basically said Jessica Lord doesn't care. And that jives with something that Welker knew. I don't know if he shared. I don't think he shared it with Ashton, but that it's <laughs> like like Jessica Lord had been saying, we're going to study these things. We want to know what their deal is. But at some point he realized like, no, she's going to activate them. She thinks I can control this. And we don't. And we're sure now that we, once they're corrupted, we can't change the corruption. So, you know, you can't uncorrupt this one. Yes. This one, you know, you can't uncorrupt this node. So, and then everyone just left. uh, And Ash is convinced like, well, we, this is a lost cause. We should leave. I think he starts limping away and uh, tries to whatever way he can contact any of them. Sure. To tell them like, Abort, abort mission. We got to get out of here. Sundry kind of barrels up this um, flaming stairwell and that's the, over these uh, charred corpses, hops over this like gate. Darkblade, you're kind of like behind him a little bit, maybe a little slower, uh, slower as again, this is on fire. And Sundry, when you get up there, Welker is dusting himself off. He looks terrible. Like he's never looked worse. He looks like um, horror movie zombie almost level, like of like damage that's been dealt to him. It looks like death warmed over. Yeah. So the crypt keeper over here is like dusting himself off as he's like as he's getting up. And again, he looks really rough. He's covered in blood and soot. I think like some of his clothing has been probably burned off. There's like these various holes in him, and yet he's able to kind of get up. Um but where you've seen him before kind of snap back pretty quickly, it's not happening. And, um, yeah, you see standing there, like talking on a walkie-talkie that's on his shoulder, Mr. Bishop, who who you've seen not a lot, but in the past. And yeah, he's holding this just like big assault rifle that he trains on the two of you guys. Yeah, so Sundry will just look at him. Bishop, you killed my wife. Prepare to die. So, if you, and if you're a little more showy, maybe he like takes his harpoon and like holds it into the fire so it's now like flaming. And he's like just gesturing at him with it. Okay. Darkblade pulls out his butterfly knife and starts <laughs> whipping it around. <laughs> also, also puts it in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely puts it in the fire. <laughs> Drops it in the fire. We see Sundry standing there. We see Darkblade behind him, like also brandishing this knife. And um, Woker, what is it that you do? He's going to try and tackle him. Nice. Okay. Sure. So that's another, yet another kick some ass roll. And either of these guys could easily help you out. Woo! Doggy. Got a 14. 14 is pretty good. All right. So maybe while he was being distracted by the arrival of Darkblade and Sundry just goes into the tackle like around the around his midsection just like take him to the ground uh, and just start like ground pounding him or at least like have him down where it's like wait are you trying to tackle him off the tower that that you're on 
So I yes. imagine you guys are on what is like the equivalent of like a two and a half, three story raised area over this enclosure. So it's not super tall, but it's definitely would be a big deal to fall off of this. Yeah, let's, how about like, I go to tackle him off the thing, like uh, both of us going overboard. And Austin, how about you tell me how that goes and where we land? Well, do you want to do like extra damage? Because then if you do, we could say like you land on something even crazier. And I so, fully expect I'll be going with him. Um, um, but you tell me, what, what was yeah. the thing you had in mind? All right, so you kind of rush towards him, and as you grab him, like, the two of you are falling, and he's um, trying to fire this gun into you, and you guys fall off of this um, onto some of these, like, play area rocks that, like, previously chimps had played on and that kind of stuff, and children watched, and instead it's just this, like, crumple of these two grown men landing on these things, and um, you're able to slowly pull yourself up. I think you also are going to suffer with the damage from the fall and him shooting you like three or four. Which of those sounds more accurate based on the, the severity of that? Let's say four. And then okay. I'll roll my soak thing. That's uh, right. Let's see what happens. Oof. Oof. Oh, that's bad. Okay, so my my like thing I've been rolling is called Unquenchable Vitality. Whenever uh -huh. you take harm, you can heal yourself. I roll. On a 10 plus, heal two. On a seven and nine, heal one. On a miss, it gets worse. So I got a miss. Oof. So I heal okay. one normally from another power. Okay. My armor is no longer valid, so that's three. Mm -hmm. And then you tell me, how does the injury get even worse than three damage? Oof. Um, uh, I think... When Welker falls, he's like wrestling over with Bishop and wrestling him. And um, I think Sundry and Darkblade are kind of running down to like check on you. And you're wrestling with this guy and you're punching him. And um, you hear, or no, you realize like after a while, like Bishop's unconscious. Oh, what if and, he's like holding like a grenade in his hand or something? So. Well, I've, I've got another idea. Go I think it. that that might not be a bad plan. Um, I don't think that's quite in fitting with his MO mm -hmm. to be like, okay. ha ha, dead man switch. Now I explode kind of a thing. Um, I think when you when they like kind of like get to you and you like kind of come to your senses for a second and go to get up, I think you realize like you can't walk. Maybe like just your legs are crumpled under you. Yes, like the structural integrity of my bottom half is just not doing it for me anymore. You can push yourself away. And at first that kind of makes sense because you're on these weird rocks and it's tough to get your footing. And then you realize it's extremely tough to get your footing because like you can't really feel like your legs in the way that you normally can. And they're just so messed up that you're at least for now we're going to have to do something where you can Sounds regain good. that ability or we're going to have to find a workaround. Uh, is that too... No, I'm down for too that. Shitty, where I, it's I've like, never had this much damage before. It says when you reach four or more, you're unstable, which means they'll get worse as time goes on. I, I'm at six out of seven. Yeah, so, so like just... I think you're you're looking at yourself and you're like moving around in this state of like there's 
so many holes in my body, like you doing more almost seems like you'll just be exacerbating the situation in the same way that Ashton, if you like, like Ashton is just bleeding. I know you probably can't necessarily see him from where you are. Uh, he'll just sort of flop over and be like, well, at least that mission was accomplished and just like have to be at the mercy of whoever gets there. Is Bishop dead? Um, I think we see that he's like stopped moving. He's all covered in blood. Um, I've got another idea for his like last trump card since you didn't pick he unexpectedly raises the stakes even further right and that's his radio is going off and you just hear like boss what do we boss what do you want us to do boss what do you want us to do and you hear in the background like struggling noises and like like let me go and you can tell that's julia welker for sure This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music for this episode includes Symmetry of Sleeplessness by Dan Bowden, and a whole lot of music by Calpe, including H. Werewolf, Trenches, Outside the Window, and Quaalude. Additional voices for this episode include Alex Ernest as Jessica Lore. Please join us next Thursday for another exciting episode of the final mystery of This American Monster, and every Friday for short games. Our old long games are being published on our YouTube channel, This American Dice. Every Saturday you'll see an old long game, and every Sunday you'll see an old short game published on our YouTube channel. Be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. See you next week. Alright, I write it. All right, roll your animal handling. I botched. Oh, who? You're the elephant now, dog. Um, yeah. So it thinks you're a mouse and goes, Eek! and it stands on the top of a table and is scared. Yeah, and I steal its peanuts. Oh fuck! Oh, I'm sorry. Let me turn Looney Tunes off. Boop. Okay. Um.